George and Paul's Crime File. And today it's the crimes of caring Aunt Carrie. A story in the paper recently that some of Sydney's rats are immune to rat poison and, if anything, get stoned on it and have a good time, reminded me of a time when not only did rat poison kill rats, but it also accounted for a few human beings as well. And the main perpetrator of these murderers was a darling little old lady, dear old thing she was, who could have been yours, mine, or for that matter, anyone's loving grandmother. If it wasn't for the arrest and trial of housewife Yvonne Fletcher in 1952, another murderess, Carolyn Grills, would have remained uncaught. Yvonne Fletcher had been repeatedly bashed by her drunken second husband, Bert Fletcher, who was the local rat catcher. Because of Bert's job, Yvonne had access to deadly, toxic, thallium-based rat poison. Friends became suspicious when Bert Fletcher died in 1952 in identical circumstances as Yvonne's previous husband who had passed away in 1948 after a long illness. Police exhumed Bert Fletcher and her previous husband and found enough thallium in both of them to charge her with double murder and she was sentenced to life in prison. Caroline Mickelson was born in 1890. At 17, she married Richard Grills and they had four sons who gave them several grandchildren. Around 1947, their inner Sydney house became infested with rats and the council suggested they used thal rat, a cheap and readily available poison containing thallium to get rid of them. Aunt Carrie, as Carolyn Mickelson was affectionately known, began her career as a serial killer in mid-1947 when she murdered her 87-year-old stepmother, Christina Mickelson, who had married Caroline's widowed father 11 years earlier. When Caroline's father died, his will gave Christina a life tenancy in their comfortable family house in the Sydney suburb of Gladesville, and when Christina passed away, the house would become Caroline's. Anxious to move out of her own rat-infested dwelling, Caroline decided to hurry things along a bit. Caroline went to visit her stepmother one afternoon and slipped a teaspoonful of thal rat into her tea. Christina began convulsing violently. The family doctor was called in and the elderly woman was ushered to bed where she passed away during the night. Because of Christina's advanced age, no autopsy was performed and she was cremated shortly after death. Caroline waited a few months before she dosed her next victim, 84-year-old widow Angelina Thomas, a lifelong friend of her husband's with Thalrat. Angelina had partly raised Richard and when he was a boy and he had lived with her in the Blue Mountains. It was well known that when Angelina died, Richard and his wife Caroline would inherit her cottage. 
Caroline would often make the trip up to the Blue Mountains to visit Angelina, and it was she would always take a freshly baked cake or similar treat for afternoon tea, as she did on the 17th of January 1948. After that visit, Angelina passed away. As per her wishes, her house was passed on to Richard and Caroline. Through murder, Caroline Grills now lived in a large home in Gladesville and had a weekender at the Blue Mountains. Her husband had built up a successful real estate business and she was surrounded by a large and loving extended family. It would appear that she had no further reason to kill, no reason at all. But no, the serial killer granny had obviously acquired a taste for it and the killings would continue. Caroline's next victim was 60-year-old John Lundberg, her husband's brother-in-law. A healthy former seaman, he felt ill and his hair started to fall out while he was holidaying on the New South Wales Central Coast with Richard and Caroline Grills. The doctor had no explanation for the mysterious ailment. Caroline took on the responsibility of nursing her sick relative back to health. Soon John lost his sight. Then his mind started to wander. He lapsed into coma and on October 1948 he died. Doctors found nothing unusual in the death of a fit and athletic man and John Lundberg was soon cremated without an autopsy. On the 15th of October 1949, Caroline's sister-in-law, Mary Ann Mickelson, died after a long illness, during which her hair fell out and she lost her sight. Caroline cared for her during the illness, even spoon-feeding the poor woman until she passed away. But the trail of death didn't stop there. Evelyn Lundberg, Caroline's husband's sister, the widow of John Lundberg, became seriously ill in 1951. As in the previous cases, her hair started to fall out and she began to lose her vision. She also suffered from painful leg cramps and fell into deep fits of depression. Eveline's daughter Christine and her husband John often got together with Eveline and Carolyn Grills to play bridge. During her daily visits, Caroline would make tea and serve cakes and pikelets and other home-cooked items which she had brought with her. Eveline's illness lingered until 1952 and when she had to be placed in full-time hospital care with nurses looking after her, she made a startling recovery. Caroline turned her attention to the Downies at the weekly card games. As she had done with Eveline, she began administering enough thallium to make them sick but not enough to kill them. Before long, both began to lose their hair. They also experienced impaired vision, cramps and nausea. Unbelievably, no one recognised a pattern. Aunt Carrie continued to serve her thallium-laced tea and delicious homemade treats. The Downey's suspicions were only aroused when the Yvonne Fletcher case came to light. The symptoms of the Fletcher murders were all too similar. 
Both of their late husbands had suffered a long, mysterious illness during which they had lost their vision and lost their hair. They also experienced painful cramps and became vague and bedridden before dying in horrible pain. The Downies informed police of their suspicions and under supervision the pair went about their lives in a normal fashion while detectives gathered evidence against Caroline Grills. The Downies collected food supplied by Aunt Kerry and samples of the tea she made, but all proved harmless. It wasn't until the 20th of April 1953 that their theory was proven correct. The Downies brought Christina's mother Evelyn, now totally blind, home from hospital. Caroline Grills called in and made up a fresh brew of tea and served up some homemade pikelets. As Caroline returned from the kitchen with a cup of tea, John Downey saw her reach into her pocket and sprinkle something into the cup. Christina diverted Caroline's attention as John swapped cups, putting the contents of the suspect cup into a jar. Analysis of the tea proved that it was laced with thallium, as was the food Carolyn had brought with her. She was arrested shortly after, and traces of thallium were found in the pocket of her dress. The bodies of Angelina Thomas and Mary Ann Mickelson were exhumed and found to contain thallium. Caroline Grills was charged with four murders and three counts of attempted murder of Evelyn Lundberg and John and Christine Downey. The Crown elected to try her first for the recent attempt on Evelyn Lenberg's life. Carolyn Grills, with many friends and, and relatives, came to her aid in, her, in the belief that she couldn't have killed a blowfly, but the evidence against her was overwhelming. In 12 minutes, the jury returned a guilty verdict and she was sentenced to death, which was eventually commuted to life imprisonment. Aunt Thalley, as she became affectionately known in Long Bay Jail, spent the rest of her life knitting, handing out advice and being a shoulder to cry on for the other female prisoners. After serving seven years in jail, Caroline Grills died peacefully on the 6th of October 1960 from a ruptured gastric ulcer. She was said to be sadly missed by the younger prisoners who had mothered her while she was behind bars. Right, and that's Crime File for today. It's uh, 12 to 10, 12 to 9 in Queensland. We'll be back in just a second.